Sup, freaks. It's your boy, Marty. Here to introduce a hell of a rip. I woke up this morning, did not know I was going to record this podcast. Emailed Pascal Najadi, the individual I just interviewed, about a criminal case he's bringing against the Swiss government in regards to the vaccine mandates and the vaccine passport that they instituted in Switzerland. And we got into a whole bunch of topics. I'm, I'm happy that individuals like Pascal exist from out there. We're going to do something new at the beginning of the episodes. Um, we're going to read the top four boostograms from the previous rip. Uh, we posted this one yesterday. I don't know if we actually have four boostograms, but we're going to start. Nonetheless, uh, for those who are unaware of what this is, this is part of the podcasting 2.0 value for value model. Um, if you want to support the show uh, directly, you can download apps like Fountain, Podverse, Breeze, and contribute sats directly over the stream. Um, and so for RIP 379 from Neuroscience to Bitcoin Proof of Reserves with Sam Abbasi, we have three top boost, Humble Boost, Vake sent us 5,000 sats, no message, at user 2015-493-8860-40620 boosted us 100 sats and at Slim Shady boosted us another 100 sats. So thank you to you three for boosting yesterday's episode. If you guys are listening to this episode with Pascal via Podcasting 2.0 app and you're liking it, please support the show. Give us a boost, stream us some sats. Support. The show's also supported by our sponsors on Change Capital is here to help you eliminate single points of failure in your custody model. The way they do this is there are two or three multi-sig volts. You hold two keys, Unchain holds one. You always have control of your Bitcoin as long as you have two keys. If you're ever in a pinch, you need Unchain to be the second in a two or three multi-sig quorum. They are there for you. Again, this eliminates single points of failure. Don't hold your Bitcoin on an exchange. Uh, if you're holding it on a single SIG wallet and you don't back up your seed phrases and secure that wallet, uh, it's a single point of failure as well. This model is also beautiful because once you set up the vault, Unchained has a trading desk, you know, unchained.com slash trading. Uh, you can buy Bitcoin. It doesn't stay on Unchained. It goes directly into that two or three multi-sig vault. They just launched um, some estate planning tools as well. So go check out all of this at unchained.com. This trip was also brought to you by good friends at Brains. Brains is here to make you a better miner. They have Brains Pool, formerly Slush Pool, oldest Bitcoin mining pool in existence, still going strong. They have Brains OS Plus auto-tuning firmware, which allows you to download the firmware on particular ASICs, uh, and it's going to make your machine more efficient. It's going to help you stack more sats, and it's going to elongate the life cycle of your ASIC so it can be up and hashing for longer than it otherwise would. So if you have an ASIC that's compatible with Brains OS Plus, auto-tuning firmware, and you're not using it, what are you doing? Go download it. Make sure you're stacking more sats. We just had a downward difficulty adjustment, but profit margins are still tight. Brains OS Plus firmware is going to help you increase your profit margins on your individual ASICs. So go to brains.com, B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com. Check all of this out. Last but not least, this rip was brought to you by our good friends at CrowdHealth. CrowdHealth is here to help you reimagine how you pay for your health care. It's not health insurance. It's actually a product to compete with health insurance, which is notoriously opaque, notoriously expensive, notoriously black box. Uh, it's not very personal. Crowd, Crowd Health is here 
to change the model. What you do is you become a Crowd Health member and you pay a monthly fee that goes into a dedicated bank account that you have control over. If you ever want to leave Crowd Health, you can take the money from the bank account that you're paying to uh, and just go go elsewhere. But what you do, you build up that bank account. If you ever have to go to a doctor or get a procedure, you simply tell Crowd Health, "Hey, I'm going to the doctor." You go to the doctor, you get the bill, you bring it back to Crowd Health. They look at the bill, they go to the doctor, they negotiate prices lower for you. And they're able to do this because they're able to pay the doctors out cash immediately, which they prefer. Uh, and then you pay the first $500 of that bill and the rest gets crowdfunded by the rest of the crowd health community. They're adding a Bitcoin component too. After you pay uh, a certain amount of months in cash to your dedicated bank account, they'll start uh, splitting that up where you'll pay a portion to that bank account in cash and then they'll stack sats alongside that. So if you want to join the Bitcoin community, go to joincrowdhealth.com slash TFTC. Use the code TFTC at sign up and you're going to get $99 a month for the first six months. It's a great deal. Join crowdhealth.com slash TFTC. Enjoy this freaks. Very important one. Take care. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. What's up, freaks? Welcome back to TFTC. Sitting down with Pascal Najadi. We threw this interview together in under an hour. I emailed you, seeing if we could record later this week or next, and you said, hey, I have time now. I said, why waste time? There's pressing matters at hand. Pascal, you are currently uh, suing a member of the Swiss government over the COVID vaccine mandates. Is this correct? I'm not suing him. Not suing him? I've, I'm pressing criminal charges. It's a big difference. The criminal, through, through the, uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm using the federal prosecutor to prosecute him. I'm not prosecuting him or I'm not suing him with my lawyer. So you're bringing criminal charges yes. against a member of the Swiss government. What drove you to do this? What are the charges that you're bringing against the Swiss okay. government? Um, as you know, we all suffered from COVID and we all got told a lot of lies. Um, many people died of vaccines and had side effects, uh, severe side effects, especially now. Um, on the um, 27th of October, uh, 2021, Mr. Burset, he's the Minister of Home Affairs in charge of health went on national TV and said the COVID certificate will, uh, you can use the COVID certificate to prove that you are not contagious. This, he said, a month before the public vote was whether or not to extend the, this, this, this certificate in society or not. Okay? However, on the 3rd of August, we go back in time now, his own director of infectionology, 
Dr. Virginie Massere made a report at the at his office, which is the Federal Office of Public Health, making a statement saying that vaccinated people transmit as easy as unvaccinated people the virus to others. So in August, he knew, they knew that this vaccine is completely useless when it comes to transmission prevention. Okay. On October, two and a half months later, he made a statement that TV at the national TV using the national TV as a platform saying that this proves that you're not contagious. That's a lie. Now, I pressed criminal charge article 312 of the criminal code of the Swiss criminal code. And that is abuse of office. If you harm others through your decisions or give them benefits over others or disadvantages, then you are up to five years in prison or a monetary penalty. And then comes the other uh, thing. If he elects to say, for instance, um, uh, I, I, I didn't study the paper properly or, you know, some excuse, that would be gross negligence. As Minister of Health, he had to knew it was impossible to ignore because also there was a report from your CDC, the US CDC coming in at the same period in August, also indicating proof that vaccinated people are contagious, as contagious as unvaccinated people. So if he says, I didn't read the report or something like that, this would be called gross negligence, which also is a penal code application in our law. Yeah. So I have filed those charges last Friday on the 2nd of December at the local police station here. And it's gone straight up to the federal prosecutor's office. So how are you feeling about the likelihood of these charges having any teeth? Oh, in Switzerland, they have to process it. It's the law. So what is what is the process from here if they if they process well, it? The, well, they are processing it. As a, otherwise, process. otherwise it would have been otherwise it would have been rejected at the police level. So this is pretty big. Thank you for doing this. As an American, this is very big. as an American who is uh, fed the same lies, safe and effective will prevent transmission, and was. Uh, subjected to forms of discrimination because I didn't decide to bring yeah. the vaccine into my life. Uh, it's astonishing that it got as far as it did because you said this law or this mandate was passed in October of 2021 and obviously it, it, it got some legs and people, so people started implementing it in Switzerland. I'm not as privy to what happened in Switzerland as I am here in the U S but I know in the U S and many States and many cities, people were turned away at the door if they tried to go to a restaurant or um, participate yeah. in the economy. 
it continues through this, through his lie and through the implementation of the certificate, he created a two-class society, which is in the Swiss constitution unconstitutional. We have no two-class society in our country. Everybody, everybody is the same in front of the law. Everybody. Yeah. Um, so he has created that. On top of it, the damage, the financial damage is 500 or more million Swiss francs, just the vaccines. And it gets worse. Some people died of vaccines. And it gets worse. There is now reported 6,199 serious cases that are suffering from the vaccination. Serious cases. These people have serious health problems, which amounts to 38% of all reportings. 38 have got serious health problems because of vaccination. Can you imagine? And you had the Pfizer manager, Janine Small. She was in the European Parliament, I believe, six or eight weeks ago, admitting, mm -hmm. repeat, admitting as a Pfizer manager that the vaccine never was designed or tested against being uh, preventing co contagion. But I go back to August of the Ministry of Health. They knew in August, they made a report about it on the 3rd of August, and the statement that vaccinated people are as contagious as unvaccinated people, confirming that the vaccine was completely useless. And frankly speaking, I don't even know if they had a so-called quality assurance on it. They've been putting poison into people's forcing them to take stuff through peer pressure, social pressure. Unbelievable. So as a Swiss citizen, I cannot tolerate that anybody, especially in government, can produce lies like this and get away with it. It's just not possible for me to accept that. So that's why I decided to take this on and file these charges. I decided to go to the police station. I got really upset when, I, you know, there's a big group of uh, victims. They are now um, also going against the government body called Swiss Medic um, about the same problem. I'm going to the top. Again, thank you. Uh, and again, well, I hope will... it inspires others to use democratic and uh, justice, democratic tools and justice to clarify what this mess was all about. Oh, that is the overarching looming question over all of this, because as you mentioned, there's been plenty of evidence for some time now that the vaccine, number one, does not prevent transition, and number two, is not safe and as effective uh, as previously advertised. And here in the U.S., we still have our president, uh, the CDC, and everybody in the medical establishment peer pressuring people to get these booster jabs. 
and to continue down this path when it seems obvious to me, it's not obvious to everyone because there's a, there's a level of cognitive dissonance that, that is still um, looming out there that, uh, well, that this doesn't I seem wise news. at all. I have more news from you for you. I don't know if you're familiar with German politics. Uh, I, I, I at there, an arm's there, is a, there, is, there is a North Star on the horizon. Her name is Alice Weidel. She's the leader of AFD, Alternative for Germany Party, fastest growing party in Germany. She's young and dynamic and holds the course, has got heart and mind. Last week in the Bundestag, in the German parliament, she brought a report in a press release, uh, in, in, in a press briefing, confirming that's confirmed from the German military that the more people get vaccinated, the more they're susceptible to illnesses. Confirmed by the German military. Why? Because they've been forcing all their members since, I don't know how many months and years now, to take the jabs. And now they realize that the health curve is going down significantly. And it has a direct correlation with the number of boosters that people get. That's confirmed from the German army. Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, I can't believe they would admit it. I can't believe that it's happening when you factor no, they did. in. The chief doctor of the military issued that report. He's an honest person, it seems. It's good. It's good to know there's some honest people left out there. Because like you mentioned, I, in the cases of uh, aggressive cancers increasing, uh, fertility crashing, adverse effects in terms of Bell's palsy and other neurological side effects seem to be pretty rampant. I mean, in the whole died suddenly meme seems to be picking up as well. There's a bunch of otherwise healthy young individuals, particularly men uh, in their, their 30s to mid-40s to 50s that are dropping dead at alarming rates. That's right. And I, have, I had to take three shots because of travel. I'm, I'm really, I'm really not, you know, I'm, I try not to, how should I say, be paranoid about it. But reading about those sudden death cases, I'm 55. I had no side effects, knock wood, but uh, it could happen anytime. I, I don't know. Yeah. So why were they so aggressive with this? Do you think? Do you think it's pure really incompetence? Do you think it was malice? No. I think it has to do with the agenda of Davos, the West Agenda 2030. Seems like it would be. And we had WHO was running the global show, telling countries what to do. People will hear that. I mean, I, I believe this as well, that there was some nefarious intent behind it and that uh, there are people who really don't care about the overall health or well-being of the common man throughout the world. And we're, we're trying to force you this. Say what the, the WEF agenda, and they say it openly. They're saying it openly. Not, they're not even hidden agenda anymore. They say the 2030 reset of the WEF. By the way, my father, late father, was a founder of the WEF, co-founder. But he left the show in the early 80s when he found out that Mr. Schwab went completely ballistic and uh, 
had uh, megalo ideas with this organization. Um, they're saying openly, 2030, the result should be that you owe nothing and be happy. Yes. Cloud Schwab. Yeah. And we're, we're seeing this play out in the Netherlands. We're about to, they're about to confiscate massive amounts of farmland under the guise of Agenda 2030 and lowering carbon emissions. We don't have a climate problem. It's scientifically proven. Oh, I know. You're speaking even, my language. Even BlackRock canceled their stupid ESG fund. Yeah. Even uh, and then this this uh, synthetic food companies like uh, Beyond Meat. Look at the share price gone down. Thank God, because people, you know, they don't they don't want to have chemical additives in there or um, genetically um, grown soya beans. Yeah, it, lo it looks disgusting. I would never eat that shit. But and then you see like <laughs> the the energy crisis in in Europe as well as a product of this forced transition to quote unquote renewable energy sources in Germany, particularly wind and solar, which is not playing out well right now. It's not. And wind and solar can never, ever um, be the basis of power for a industrial country like Germany. Okay. Um, it could be good as an add on next to nuclear, which is clean. The Germans, they are now destroying their own, I mean, the German, the coalition government in charge is now destroying the country within months at the speed. It is scary to watch. Um, yesterday, Germany closed down the oil pipeline. <laughs> the oil pipeline, which delivered 60% of, of Germans daily crude oil need to refine. How they, they shut it down. How did they justify that, considering the current environment and the situation in the energy sector? They said we have to be uh, solid. We have to stand with Ukraine. <laughs> there you go. We live in very interesting times, where it seems that there are Malthusian anti-humans uh, who are who are pulling the levers. Are you? optimistic or pessimistic for the future in terms of uh, people waking up, recognizing the power grab that's taking place and fighting back to, to set things right. It's happening at the, at the very fast pace at the moment. Uh, government structures are broken up. Democracy is broken up. Even in Switzerland, we lose neutrality because of Ukraine. We have nothing to do with Ukraine. We have nothing to do with that war. Um, our banks are wobbly because they are afraid that uh, we lost the neutrality. The clients are moving the money out of Switzerland. Um, we have a problem with generations. The old people, they are awake and they are scared and they, they realize what's happening, but they're too weak, literally too weak. Then the young ones, the students are already brainwashed by the left wing oriented most of them are professors and teachers in this country. I had a student, he came to me and said, public transport should be free of charge for everybody. I asked him, how do you want to finance it? He said, put the taxes up for the rich. 
Then I told him, why don't you go back to communism? Ask the Russians. It didn't work. He didn't know what it is, communism. He's 24. Um, I am optimistic for, for one that we have social media these days. Mainstream media has not reported to the day of this uh, criminal charge against the sitting minister. It's a big story. No one responded. They're suppressing it as long as they can. That's why we are talking, because the prophet comes from outside sometimes. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> um, people got to wake up. We have this generational problem. Youth is consuming news, fast news on their subscriptions of mainstream, right? Mm -hmm. And they're getting brainwashed with this chunk. If you look at the mainstream media every day, what they write about, the headlines they're producing without any real investigative journalism anymore, it's scary. It's very scary. Um, national TV, which we are paying for, forced paying for, by the way, they're producing NATO-oriented news, EU-oriented news, not critical or self, how can I call this, self-confident news about the sovereign state like Switzerland. It's a real problem, uh, real, real problem, what we're going through right now. And yeah, am I optimistic? I hope that we can, like us and others, and more and more, can educate the people about what's going on. On the other hand, I'm pessimistic because the elites and the left and greens decided to destroy the middle class. Once you, once you eliminate the middle class in society, you rule. That's it. Yeah, you get back to you take control. Get back to feudalism. Yes. Mm. So I know we only started corresponding a couple of hours ago, but to give you a little bit more color about this show, what we focus on uh, started as a Bitcoin podcast, and we have spread into tangential areas that deal with freedom like this conversation we want freedom of bodily autonomy and freedom from government mandates that try to force chemicals into your body uh, we talk a lot about energy freedom as well uh, pushing back on idiotic energy policy that's winding down nuclear power plants globally and spinning up way too much wind and solar and um, this is what we're trying to highlight here is these alternative means to take control from these despotic uh, kleptocrats who are at the top, the Davos class. And I don't know uh, your thoughts on Bitcoin, but that's one thing that I personally view as a, a powerful tool to begin opting out of the digital panopticon and surveillance state they're trying to erect and, and force us into. Yeah, I, I'm a banker by profession. I, I'm in retirement now. Um, I'm suffering from a bad illness. Uh, that's why I'm in retirement. But um, I've been doing, I've been financing governments all my life. I've been advising heads of states and ministers all my life. I became a diplomat through this process more than a banker, actually. 
Um, Bitcoin is, <laughs> is, is very unique. It is unique. No need to say very. It is unique. Um, and I have it too. Uh, it's robust. It's autark. It's decentralized. It could be the solution to the world problems in terms of finance easily. Um, I think you cannot suppress it unless you shut down the internet globally, which is impossible. And its adoption will take time, a lot, a lot more time than people think. But I believe it in, in it as a store of value. And for that, it's, it's extremely robust, I believe. Uh, the fiat system is dead, is corrupted, has failed, is failing. And central banks are panicking right now what to do because they have pushed all the buttons and, you know, nothing works anymore. <laughs> um, Bitcoin is the only one out there, by the way. I'm totally against crypto. I believe it's very simple to explain to in layman terms to people. A, a crypto token like Ethereum or Shibu Inu or Dogecoin or all that stuff. Who is behind those? greedy people right yes. they want they want your cash now in their pocket that's why they produce this candy bitcoin there is no government no company no person behind it it exists in the internet that's it it just exists it has its own life and now it's a bit depressed because of interest rates hike in America. That's normal. We had some disasters like Terra Luna. So the, the novices, they jumped out of the window and said, oh, God, I'm selling all, all the stuff. And then we had FTX, which came. I'm happy that FTX crashed, by the way. Yeah, I, feel well. sorry for all, I feel sorry for all the victims of this crash. Really, I do. But it, show, it, should, it should be a lesson for people. All that that stuff there that is driven by greedy people owning those tokens and owning those exchanges, leveraging them. They deserve no better. They have to be closed down by a regulator or they have to crash and they will one after the other. I completely agree. I think the FTX blow up is great for a lot of reasons. And there, I mean, there, there's a lot of information come to light that uh, SBF and FTX and Alameda, the trading firm that FTX spun out of, the, the connections that they have with people uh, at the state level here in the United States is a bit um, unnerving. Uh, it seems like there was some strings being pulled behind the scenes there too. And I'm happy to see if that was the case that it looks like that party was was broken up pretty early. I think well, they, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say I think they wanted uh, they had grander plans for FTX and somebody messed up their party. Yeah, yeah, I believe so too. I mean, FTX was laundering money in Ukraine. They were doing party financing for the Democrats. 
I, I wonder that this SPF guy is still alive. I don't wish him death, by the way. No way. I, I wish him the court case that he goes to prison because he's a thief. Yeah. Literally taking user deposits and gambling them away or laundering them away via the police. And his girlfriend, too. I mean, she was doing the same stuff. Yeah, and she was caught walking freely in Brooklyn the other day, going to a coffee shop, enjoying her day. Unbelievable that these people can roam around. Uh, unbelievable that there is no uh, no uh, enforcement action. I, I, I'm really surprised. Also, the SEC, where is Gensler on all this? Oh, he was having closed-door meetings with SBF earlier this year. So It's all, I mean, to me, it, it's all a sham. That's you another... see, Gensler, Gensler comes out. It came out several times this year. And he said something good. He said, 99.9% um, .9 of all these tokens are unregistered securities. He's right about that. And they should be shut down. He's right about that. But where's the enforcement? If you buy politicians, they, they'll blow kisses to you and, and tweet nice, nice things about you as Maxine Waters has done in the last couple of weeks. For me, the SEC has lost all credibility this year, completely. Yeah. Because it's, of this. I mean, the SEC, the CFTC, I mean, S FTX was able to purchase a CFTC regulated clearinghouse, which is astonishing to me, considering you'd think they'd do some due diligence on the parent company buying this clearinghouse and look into yeah. maybe maybe they should have bank accounts if they're going to do this and they didn't even have this set up. So it seems like you, you, you personally have had a very interesting life. You've been, you've seen how everything works on the inside. Did you earnestly yeah. believe that these governments were acting in good faith and trying to uplift humanity for most of your career? Was there a particular moment where you got jaded or were you just part of the machine and didn't realize no, no. it? I, I, I made my conclusions as I go along. I, I can tell you a few examples. The ones that disappointed me are the, were the Polish government in the 90s. They had a free ride because of their geopolitics. All the debt got forgiven. Excuse me. It's very cold here in Switzerland. And... They had a free ride. They didn't have to perform, really. They were thrown cash out from the World Bank. The ones that impressed me most were the Hungarians and the Croats, Croatia. Croatia, after the war, I worked with the ministers and the government to rebuild it from 95 till 2001. Very honest people, really. And you go now to Croatia, it's paradise. It works. Um, so we had a few black sheep in there. Some of them still today are a problem like Romania, Bulgaria, Moldova, landlocked. Ukraine was always a problem. I never went to Ukraine. It was in the 90s because it was just dangerous to go there and it was corrupt. Impossible mission. Um, I experienced Russia being volatile and crazy under Yeltsin. Uh, 
was not feasible. It was a mess. Bombs going off in Moscow, judges being being shot on the street by mafia, by oligarchs. Then Putin came in 2000 and cleaned up the place ever since. Uh, I saw Kazakhstan coming out of independence. I mean, from dependence into independence. And uh, that president in, in, impressed me uh, the way he structured the government and built up a strong, rich nation, nation with a middle class growing. Um, middle East, all the same, they are kingdoms. They have their own rules. Africa, unfortunately, abused by the colonialists. Africa is an ongoing mess and it's very difficult to do business there very complicated yeah. latin america latin america i've not been so much i did central europe central asia russian federation middle east and african continent so the wildest ones were the african states on the west coast and what were you doing when you were helping out these countries? Were you helping them advise them on infrastructure finance, on restructuring? No, I advised them first to get sober and to start promoting the country uh, as, a, as a government. Um, the Africans, they think that they take a gold mine, they take the gold into their mouth and then eat and then consume and then, you know, that's it. They don't think longer term. And they are tribal, most of them. Exceptional is Angola. It's not tribal. It has Portuguese as language. It's one of the richest nations now in Africa. The oil is coming out everywhere. On the polarization of Angola, you have Nigeria, which is a complete dangerous mess. Tribal, religious extremists, too many people, 200 million people, too many poor people and a few rich ones, very rich people. Um, a powder cake, Nigeria, as an example. Because yeah, Nigeria is split between Christians and Muslims, correct? That's one thing, north and south. Mm -hmm. But you have the tribes. And the tribal thing is, is an African thing. It's not negative or positive. It's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're dealing with micro kingdoms without within a state. So you have the federal law, you have the state law, and then you have the tribes. And to unite them is almost impossible. It's almost impossible. And they're all fighting over the sweet crude that exists there. Everybody's fighting for something different. And you know, in the same problem you have, I mean, look at the African Union. It, there's supposedly, there is an African Union that exists with 55 member states, but they're not cohesive. They don't decide cohesively. And why would you want a mega monster regulated African Union in a, in a, in a, on a continent where everything is tribal? It's impossible. Then we have the failure of the EU. I always was against the EU. 
it's a monster set up the wrong way. It should be decentralized like Bitcoin, like it was before, with bilateral and trilateral trade agreements. That's all you need. <laughs> you don't need a single currency. You don't need a, a common law for everybody the same. You've got different cultures, different legal history or legal codes from history in each country. It was a total disaster what happened to the EU and it's falling apart as we speak, economically speaking, politically speaking. Look at Ursula von der Leyen. They put such a clown <laughs> on top of it. She's a narcissist, highly incompetent and aggressive. And then they've got a, a criminal running the ECB, Christine Lagarde as well. She was convicted in Paris. Mm -hmm. She helped Sarkozy uh, launder some funds, correct? Yes, you can Google that. Yeah. And a... she's the head of the Central Bank of the European Union. Can you believe it? <laughs> Again, I can't oh, believe no. it because everything's so corrupt. <laughs> like... No, I didn't say you wouldn't. I, I didn't challenge you. Uh, I just say, can we believe it? You know, yeah. Because if you want to have a job as a bank director here, you have to file everything, your, your shoe size, your wife's shoe size, everything. And make sure that you have a clean record, a big clean bill of health. If there's one offense you have, you will not get the job. But up there, anything is possible. Yeah. She was head of the IMF at one point, finance minister in France, now head of the ECB. And she hasn't created any value. She all in her jobs and look at the records that she's let, she had. She left a disaster like von der Leyen too in Germany. She created one mess after the other. Mm -hmm. They had to clean up behind her. So how do you see this Great. unwinding? Uh -huh. Look, it has to do with the war. The only solution is to have a peace agreement and to stop this war immediately. I wrote a piece the other day, you can Google it. Uh, if either side wins, there'll be nuclear destruction. You can't win against Russia. It's impossible. Yet the West has decided to try to break Russia. It's impossible. Is it impossible just because they they have the will? They'll they'll take it all no, the way they, to the end. They, well, when you attack Russia, they have the most modern atomic nuclear systems there are. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like the leaders of the West are, are dead set on pushing them to that that moment where they use use those tools. Look, Ukraine had the strongest army in Europe a year ago. Now it's decimated completely, completely decimated. This Zelensky has abolished opposition. He has closed down television stations, opposition. Uh, yesterday, they destroyed Christian churches and Orthodox churches. The language, the Russian language is forbidden. I only know one guy in history who did all these things. And he was an Austrian guy called Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah, burning books, burning books, forbidding a language that is rooted from that country? What's going on? 
I don't know. So the war will stop then when everybody sits down, and that's that means without Ukraine. It should be Washington and Moscow getting together at the neutral place, call it a day, sign the agreement, and move on. Keep Ukraine neutral, unarmed or armed, but not with nuclear weapons, of course, neutral, and leave the new territories to Russia because they're full of Russians, Russian ethnic Russians anyway. They don't want to go to Kiev. They don't want to go to Ukraine. Now, what I'm telling you might sound very harsh, and you know, people might call me a Putin supporter. I'm not. I want peace. This war has to stop. It's complete nonsense. Yeah. The provocation came from the West 10 years ago already. I remind people, there was a meeting between George H.W. Bush, senior, and Mr. Gorbachev in December of 89 in Malta. And these two gentlemen agreed, and the promise came from George W. H. W. Bush. The promise was, we will not expand NATO by even an inch to the east. They shook hands. The problem is that Gorbachev didn't ask for a state treaty. If you look at the map today, the expansion has gone all the way to the Russian doorstep. So, of course, uh, Russia wanted security guarantees and they were not given the, a year ago, exactly a year ago, they were asking for security guarantees. They didn't get them. They were just asking for security guarantees. Can you imagine? Oh, here in the US, the prop propaganda machines have been running full tilt for for the better part of a year now with, with Russia and Ukraine. And they would have you believe over here that there is no other option. Putin must be uh, taken out in this war. Look, you have Hunter Biden's laptop and you have <laughs> Elon Musk, thank God, right? And Elon is living a dangerous life, I believe. I hope he is well protected because what he's doing uh, is amazing. It's now proven that Hunter Biden was laundering money through Ukraine. And there was not just $1 million or so, big amounts. It's also proven that social media got suppressed and got intimidated by FBI, CIA, abuse of power. It's also proven, and forget the drug stories of Hunter, that's private, but it's proven that Biden himself, the father, was a person that you could buy for lobbying, etc. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm stuck in a in a clown world over here in the U.S. Because I mean, I would, I think, I agree with you. I think the the best solution between Russia and Ukraine is is peace. Let's get to the table. Let's stop this nonsense. But then you consider who's at the helm over here, and it's a career politician who's been notoriously corrupt, boneheaded, and now is going through some pretty obvious uh, mental degenerative decline. And it's just, sometimes I feel helpless sitting here in Texas thinking, ah, oh, this is the guy who's supposed to get us out of this mess. He can't even, he, can't, he doesn't even know 
where he's supposed to go after giving a speech. He walks around aimlessly on a, on a stage. I know. It's terrible to watch. I feel sorry for him. I really do. The, the thing is this. Thank God you have got Congress, which had a little shift, a tilt. <laughs> and with that, Congress can control money, as you know. And one of the first steps is to stop sending billions a month to Ukraine because that money is laundered away and out again. It's gone. Yeah, the hundred billion, hundred billion dollars that have been sent and weapons are all sold on, on black market and gone. It's your tax pay, tax uh, dollars at works, freaks. It's that's uh, your money. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's astonishing how how much of a black box it is. Is every month up oh, writing another eight billion dollar check? So where where is that going? <laughs> uh, we are in a real problem. So you ask me where is it going? It has to do with the peace agreement. We have to. Everybody has to foster peace now. Peace, peace, peace. And it has to happen quick. The Russians won't move anymore. They don't go west anymore. For them, it's never been a plan to take Kiev or go west. They just wanted the territory of the Donbass to protect the people. That's what they wanted. And they got it now. They will stay there. They defend the new borders. That's what they will do. That's all. Yeah. And then if we somehow miraculously get peace, what happens after that? Because it seems pretty obvious that the global financial system run by these central banks is under immense strain. They've accrued a lot of debt. Um, obviously we have this high interest rate environment right now, but most people are pretty convinced that this can only last temporarily before credit markets begin to falter and the Fed and ECB and other central banks are forced to turn the money printers back on. And then at that point, is it obvious that, oh, there's no way to fix this. There's no way to fix it. It's look. Um, I told that uh, uh, a goddaughter of mine, she's 11, uh, 11. And I explained her Bitcoin briefly. I said, this is limited 21 million. And then I said, this money here, the paper money, is unlimited. They're printing it every day, more and more and more and more. Which one do you want? She said, I want the Bitcoin. <laughs> and she said, I want as much as I can now. 11. The talk lasted for about 20 minutes. She's very smart, mind you. Obviously. Um, Look at what the car cost 30 years ago, a Porsche 911, 40 years ago, and not what it costs now, or a house, anything. It's, it's obvious where we're going. Fiat is uh, confirmed dead. Uh, if people try to save money at those inflation rates, after five years of that inflation in Europe here, in 10% in Germany, Half of the wealth is gone. Poof. And let a few more years go into the land and it's gone completely. Yeah. Fact of life. I've seen it many times throughout history. And it, I mean, the, yeah. 
the pace at which it's happening in Germany, I mean, just the the industrial base, like BASF moving out of Germany after being there for over a century should be a glaring signal that something is terribly wrong when you have some of your core industrial companies saying, hey, it's too expensive to actually produce things here. Alice Weidel made a a tweet last uh, week, an interesting one. Um, In the last three months, there was a 74% increase in SME failures in Germany. In three months, 74% more destruction of SMEs and 33 big conglomerates had to shut down in three months in Germany. Now they got no gas, they got no energy, the oil they shut down yesterday. What will happen to the pump price? It will go up the next four or five weeks, you'll see the price in Germany will go straight up. They are forcefully destroying the German economy, the engine, completely. It's it's egregious. And that's what it's I- something something you witness the government of germany the current coalition government is not working for the people anymore they're working for ukraine moldova you name it not for the german people anymore no in our german and if you, if, if you speak like this in germany and you're german guess what the fbi will start to monitor you as an extremist really well that's what I, that's what i was just about to ask like, do the german people realize this yet or no they will get very angry once you take away the car. When the fuel price is at, I don't know, three, four dollars a liter. They'll get very angry when the house is cold and it's minus five or five degrees outside Celsius. No heating. They get they get very angry. And they take the streets, they go out and then they demonstrate and they, they should they should go out and demonstrate uh-huh. peacefully, of course. Yeah, no, then that begs the question, like, are they creating all of this chaos, this manufactured chaos to come in with a solution? Okay, we know life has gotten bad. Here's the CBDC. Here's, here's how we fix this problem. They, for sure, von der Leyen would like to have this European uh, identity card, the, uh, this digital ID. Uh, the ECB would love to have the CBDC. And the Germans too, they will have this European CBDC and it will be the end of humanity. Your money is controllable, programmable. You can have a, a, a date on it that it will be void if you don't spend it. It can be anything. Yeah. Terrible. Don't get your, don't get your booster shot. You can't walk around. It's all going to be connected. It's all going to be red. You can't go to the subway anymore. You can't take a taxi anymore, etc. Yes. This COVID thing was about control. If I look at the lie produced from the minister, I'm accusing, pressing criminal charges through the justice system is this man knew exactly, had to know that the vaccine doesn't work. Why did he advocate for the certificate then? control i mean there's no other logical explanation to it 
And that's the question too, is if it becomes glaringly obvious, because many believe that the long-term effects of this mass vaccination effect really won't be felt um, next until next year, the year after, many years after it's been administered. At some point, I believe there's going to be a tipping point where it becomes glaringly obvious that it was terribly misguided to mass vaccinate billions of people around the world with this experimental vaccine at the same time. Again, I'm scared now because I don't know what they injected into my body. It has no quality assurance stuff. Yeah. We have in the hospital here in a, in a province here, don't call it province, but it's a region. Um, till now they have 29 stillborn babies. It's a small region, small hospital. They normally had an average of four or five a year. Yeah. So that's like a six X. And they all were vaccinated mothers who had this, this stillborn babies coming yeah. or not coming, not arriving. I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine the trauma of a mother lose? I mean, it's, no, it's, I mean, these are crimes against humanity. People, yeah. people will call us conspiracy theorists and say we're insane, but... No, we're not insane. For God's sakes, we're not. Look, in America, this lie about the certificate was also, in my view, it's my personal opinion, endangering other lives. Why? People had a false sense of security that this thing works. So they mingled with other people. They were transmitting all over the place. So what happens in the US if you are, through a lie, endangering other people's health? I think the penalty would be much higher than abusive office, no? Yeah, should be. I mean, I think, I mean, I think we need Nuremberg trials for all this. Because yeah, consist- yeah, that's the question, right? And who is like it's it's going to be up to the people, the individuals who have been yeah. affected by all this. And yeah, going back that's to like, you, that's why I need your support. You're now knowledgeable about this case since Friday. Please spread the message and give hope to others to do the same. Oh well, we're going to get it out right away. And and if you, I don't exist next Monday, <laughs> I don't say that. No, no, I'm just joking. I have to have some humor in all this. You know? <laughs> yes. You have to laugh. It is insane. I mean, going back to like the quality assurance, and that's what baffles me, is just how quickly people threw out everything that we've been taught about vaccines our whole life, which was they need to be tested for many decades before they go out for mass market consumption, and but not for this one. And... From inception to go to market in nine months, it's completely safe. We don't need decades of testing. And that's why I decided not to get it, just because everything I've been taught about these types of um, injections my whole life was completely thrown out the window. And I was like, eh, this don't, doesn't seem right to me. I understand. And, uh, we've come to a point where Lies are okay. I always say, 
a lie that is spread does not become the truth because most of us accept it or have heard about it. But with COVID, that was the, that was the strategy. And if it comes from a minister, you trust him. He works for you, right? You elect these people. They are on, you, on your tax money's salary. But they don't seem to work for us anymore. No, they really That's don't. That's the truth. Yeah. And then you have Davos, the WEF meeting every year here in Davos. It's a joke. It's what? a conspiracy going on on the elites, through the elites. That quite literally conspiracy. People are conspiring to yeah. <laughs> push push yeah. their views on the rest of the world. Um, again, I want to thank you for for bringing these criminal charges against your government. I do hope that your actions inspire others. <coughs> excuse me, around the world thank to thank to do morning. something similarly, and outside of broadcasting your message and making more people aware of what you're doing, how can anybody listening contribute to the efforts to bring justice to the world? Yeah. What's your, what's that question? Sorry. Yeah. Outside of just spreading this message on the show, what, what would you encourage others to do to help out in the cause? Read, read, read the law of your respective country, read the constitution, and if you find something like I discovered last week, go to the police station, file charges. If not you, then who freaks? Everybody has to try to do their best. Yes. Through democracy and justice. Don't take weapons. Don't take violence. Don't go and do stuff. No, no. Always peaceful. Respect democracy. Respect the law. But use the tools. There are still some tools around. One has to combine them, and then you get, you you, you can make it work. Yes. Well, I'm very happy that you responded to my email this morning, and that but we were thank able. Thank you very much for your for your quick response, and uh, I'm very happy to do this uh, again with you. Here it's now 6 p.m. It's dark outside. It's cold. Most people don't even know what's going to happen to them. Poor people, they are so uninformed. That it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's another intentional yeah. uh, intentional thing. Is to have people yeah. woefully uninformed. Hopefully. Now it's Christmas time, happy Christmas time. People drink champagne and, you know, they're all gone. And, and next year they wake up and they see the economy going boom. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the Christmas festivities while they last because 2023 Thank is going to be an interesting you, year. You too will be in touch. Thank you very much, Marty. It was a great pleasure talking to you. Pleasure was all mine, Pascal. Um, enjoy your night. Go I'm, warm up. Again, yeah, thank you. I'm grateful for the time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good Thanks day. Thanks for the support. Bye-bye. And send me the video, please. I will. <laughs> Peace you. and love, freaks. Peace and love. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.